0: Since we're pretty much living in a cave or on stay um, a stay-at-home, stay-in-place, self-isolation, a quarantine, we're, <laughs> we're going to concern ourselves with the cave. We're reading the concerning the cave of the nymphs in um, in porphyry, uh,
1: right? Porphyry.
0: Porphyry. Porphyry. Porphyry.
1: Porphyry. The,
0: the Neoplatonist, translated by Thomas Taylor. Hmm. Concerning the Cave of the Nymphs, uh, which I have no idea what this is. But.
1: Porphyry is the student, the best student of Proclus.
0: He's the best, okay. He's the Syrian. He's the best student of Proclus, uh, which we've read Proclus. So uh, we he's know. Syrian. He's Syrian. Uh-huh. So we're reading a Syrian book. Uh-huh. We're going to try to find out what's in the cave in Syria. In the last
1: place. Not Syria. It's not, it's about the cave in Ithaca.
0: Cave in Ithaca.
1: Ulysses is speaking about. Okay. In all the sea.
0: Okay. We're reading it because I don't know what it is. In the last place, we may deservedly rank among the theological writings of Porphyry his treatise concerning the cave of the nymphs. In the thirteenth book of the Odyssey, he says it's a uh, de antro nympharum. Is the
1: that's
0: Latin? Okay. This admirable work is fortunately preserved, and it contains some deep arcana of the natural and symbolical theology of the ancient ancients, together with some beautiful observations respecting the allegory of Ulysses. I of course, I presume myself the following paraphrase translation of this work will be added acceptable to the lovers of ancient learning and philosophy. What are we to understand by the cave in the island of Ithaca?, hmm. which Homer describes in the following verse, I guess we're going to figure can you read
1: that?
0: out what can you read it?
1: The the what the poem. You
0: want to read the poem? You could be the poem reader. Mm-hmm. You take the better parts. <laughs> hmm. mm-hmm. Alright. We're going to go into the cave and inside our own hearts, I guess. Mm-hmm. There, dear. Read the cave, then. It's actually Homer describes the cave, so we're back to Homer now. Mm-hmm. You got to move oh, I something. I move, actually, hmm. 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 All right.
1: Which Homer describes in the following verses? High at the head of, high at the head a branching olive grows and crowns the pointed cliffs with shady bowls, a cavern pleasant, though involved in night, beneath it lies the neand's delight, where bowls and urns of workmanship divine, and massive bins in native marble shine, on which the nymph's amazing webs display of purple hue and exquisite array. The busy bees bees, uh, within the urn are secure, honey delicious and like nectar pure. Perpetual waters throw the grotto glide, a lofty gate and falls on either side. That to the north is pervious by mankind, the sacred south to mortals is consigned. That's the point. Yeah? I mm-hmm. lovely,
0: huh? Very beautiful. Should I reread it so I can try to understand it? <laughs> Go ahead. I'm very slow and I have to do things twice. Mm-hmm. High at the head of a branching olive grows, And um, crowns the pointed cliffs with shady clouds. Uh, a cavern pleasant, though involved in night, Beneath it lies the Nade's delight. Purples and urns of workmanship divine Massy beams with native marble shine Of which the nymph's amazing webs display A purple hue and exquisite array, the busy bees within the urn secure, honey delicious and like nectar pure perpetual waters through the Gratto glide Oh a lofty gate unfolds on either side that to the north is previous pervious by mankind and the sacred south tis immortals is consigned do you have a clue what they're talking about? Uh-huh. it's beautiful they're hmm. talking about a cave huh? on top of the summit there's
1: an olive tree hmm. it has to do with olive it has to do with peace and It's a gift uh, given by Athena, the goddess of wisdom.
0: Well, you know, we're going to have to...
1: They write a lot about the significance of what they mean exactly. They have different explanations, different understandings of the meaning of that. It's very um, metaphorical also. I'm going to have
0: to read Homer at some point, because... The way you define a person as a barbarian is someone who hasn't read Homer. Enough. And that would make me a barbarian. <laughs> In other words, quote, an olive with spreading branches stands at the head of the. Somebody who wouldn't understand. All <laughs> and so porta. Barbarians. And there it is a cave, both pleasant and obscure, which is sacred to the nymphs who are called. Na- Na, Iads. huh? Neades, uh. yeah, it is
1: Neades.
0: Neades. Neades. Within the cavern bowls and spacious amphora are formed from stone, in which the bees deposit their delicious honey. I want that honey. Do they have manuka honey there? (laughs) There are likewise within the cave long stony beams on which the nymphs weave purple webs wonderful to the sight. (laughs) This is beautiful. I like this cave. I like nymphs as well. I have a history of liking nymphs. Perpetual waters flow within the crotto but there are two key gates, one towards the north, towards ent- gives entrance to mortals, descending, uh-oh, that's where I come in, <laughs> But the other, towards the south, which is more divine, is impervious to mankind, and alone affords a passage to ascending immortals. Wow, it's like a gateway. Would you say it's at your third eye or someplace else? That the poet does not describe this cave according to truth is evident from whence, says Cronius, that none of those who have handed down to us the situation of that island make any mention of such a cave. This likewise, says he, is manifest that it would be very absurd for a mortal man such as Homer to expect that in describing a cave fabricated merely by poetical license and thus arbitrarily opening by a new art a path to gods and men in the region of Ithaca, he should gain the belief of mankind. Is he saying that it must exist, it's not just made up by Homer?
1: No, they, do. they have both opinions, but... Um... <clears throat> He's talking metaphorically, don't okay.
0: he's, he's not talking about an existence. Oh, I mean, I, it it must exist even in in the uh, spiritual sense. It is equally absurd to suppose that nature herself should point out in this place one path for the descent of mankind and another path for all the gods. Uh-huh. Well, there must be some sort of path going up and down. Yeah, there, there has to be a spiritual Dante-esque sort of trip you go on. Didn't know a lot of the people in the 60s go on a trip with drugs or something. For indeed the whole world is full of gods and men, but it is impossible to be persuaded that in the Itha Ithacentacion cave, men descend and gods ascend. Cronus, Cronius, not Cronius, coronavirus, but Cronius, having promised thus much, affirms that it was evident not only to the wise, but also to the vulgar and unlearned, that the poet, under the veil of allegory, concealed some mysterious signification. But... The investigation of the particular meaning of these gates and of the cave of the nymphs he leaves to others more disposed to such curious inquiries as, likewise, why it is both pleasant and obscure, since darkness is by no means delightful. I guess we... Darkness isn't delightful, huh? I guess we should just go towards light and away from darkness. Darkness is by no means delightful, but is rather productive of aversion and horror.
1: But out of darkness, the light comes.
0: Oh, uh, yeah. Also, why uh, it is not simply sacred to nymphs, but it is uh, accurately added, which are called naiads. What are they? Why, likewise, the cave is represented as containing bowls and urns, when no mention is made of their receiving any liquor. But the bees are said to deposit their honey in these vessels, as in hives. Then again, why are oblong beams placed here for the nymphs, and these not formed out of wood, or any other ductile matter, but from stone, as well as the bowls and urns? Question mark Which... Last circumstance is indeed less obscure, but that on these stony beams the nymphs should weave purple garments is wonderful, not only to the sight, but to the auditory sense. Uh, I like the cave, I think. Uh, mm-hmm. As long as I can go up and not down. Uh, I don't want to end up where Dante was in the inferno. It'd be horrible. <laughs> be i if I behave like the people who are in the inferno, will I end up there?
1: <laughs>
0: I should be very cautious to read Dante's Inferno so I can learn something. <laughs> For who would believe that goddesses weave garments in a cave uh, involved in darkness? <laughs> And on stony beams, especially while he hears the poet affirming that the purple webs of the goddesses were exposed to human inspection. Besides, this too is wonderful that the cave should have a double entrance, one prepared for the descent of man and the other for the ascent of gods, and again that the gate pervious by men should look to the north but the portal of the gods to the south, hmm. So you enter from the north and leave from the south?
1: You see, when we sleep, that's why you should look towards the south.
0: Hmm. We should sleep towards the sun? When the sun South. South. <laughs> sleep towards the south? Hmm. Which, where's your head directed? I know I've heard this stuff before, but... We look north. You should look north?
1: We should have our heads
0: here. But how do we enter to the south? <coughs> hmm. Now I'm gonna have to investigate. We may be looking the wrong direction. <laughs> You think the problem is we're just looking in the wrong direction? Since no, the reason... No, it doesn't have to do anything with that. Since the reason of this distribution of words, just matter for surprise and inquiry, why our Eastern and Western situations was not preferred. Uh-oh. Like
1: most of the churches have East-West, you see.
0: Yeah, the church is open to the East, usually.
1: They have the Old door and the
0: East. Yeah. Do you know that you can find your direction if you're lost? You look for a church and... Mm-hmm. For almost all temples have their entrance and statues towards the east, but those who enter them look towards the west. When standing with their faces turned to the statues, they honor and worship the gods. How can you look at the gods uh, from a western, from a sunset, if your church is open that way? Hmm. That to be morning would be better. So
1: that, yes, we sleep correctly. We look
0: I believe. <laughs> I would like to be that facing no sunrise. Plan. To tell you the truth, I'd like to face the east. I like east.
1: But they say only going to die. You could die,
0: die. I, l- so. I like to meet the sunrise. Mm-hmm. I think men should worship sunrise, mm-hmm. so they don't complain about their not being able to sleep and have to take melatonin and all that horrible stuff. Hence, since this narration abounds with obscurities, it follows that it is neither a fable rashly devised for the purpose of procuring delight, nor contains a true and certain description of a place, but that something is signified by the poet under its obscure disguise. Who likewise places with a mystic intent an olive at the entrance of the cave. You know, if these are poems like Homer, if it's all allegory, right? Mm-hmm. You can just read it, literally, and then your subconscious mind can interpret the allegory. Because yeah, really my conscious mind may not be smart enough, but my unconscious mind may be smart enough to process, the meaning, because my unconscious part of my mind is a lot bigger than my conscious one. Oh, uh, That's why I should read Homer literally. Somebody
1: can say Those huh? are allegorical and not supposed uh. to understand them, why you read them at all. Eh? <laughs> 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 one would be another way. They <laughs> <laughs> are I mean, beautiful to read, even if you don't understand
0: Some people read it just because people throughout history have read it. (laughs) Uh, All which particulars the ancients thought very laborious to investigate and explain, and we who succeed them are of the same opinion, while endeavoring from our own inventions to unfold the concealed meaning of the allegory. Hence those men appear to have written very negligently concerning the situation of the place. Who believe both the cave and its contents to be a mere poetical figment figment. But the best and most accurate writers of ge- geography, and among those are Timidorus the Ephesian, in the fifth book of his work, which consists of eleven books, thus writes quote, The Island of Ithaca containing an extant of eighty-five st- stati, is distant from Panormus of Port of Cephalinia, about 12 stadi. It has a port named Phourcissus, in which there is a shore, and on that shore a cave sacred to the nymphs, in which the Phoenicians are reported to have placed Ulysses. <laughs> so this guy, he finds it geographically. Yeah,
1: they pretend they different. Mm. And there are caves, I mean, there are plenty of caves. Yeah.
0: Well, we could just sail around Greece on a little boat, uh, what do you call it? Look them? for the Sh- cave, look for
1: that cave, and go and through the south gate.
0: An endless search for the cave. And
1: the south gate, Enter the south
0: gate. Look for a cave that opens from the north and the south, and, uh, <coughs> and a goulet on a small sail ship you just go all along the coast of Greece and Turkey. Or we could just read this in as an allegory and not go and just try to let our unconscious mind understand where it is instead. I guess we can't do that because we're at a a stay-at-home, stay-in-place quarantine from the, from Corona, Coronis. Who? But since Coronis gave birth to a a cep, Cepheus, we're going to have a better health system after this is all over with, because, because the, the cave
1: gave back to,
0: the cave? Gave birth to who? Cor- Coronus gave birth to Asclepius. Oh, oh, and oh, oh that. By no means, therefore, is this cave a mere homeric figment. Uh, he's against figment. But whether the poet describes it according to its real nature or adds something of his own invention, yet the same questions remain to be solved. Whether you are disposed to investigate the intention of the poet, or, or of those who consecrated the caves, since neither did the ancients consecrate temples without fabulous symbols, nor is it usual with Homer to relate anything rashly concerning their peculiarities. For instance, for indeed, by how much the more any one endeavours to show. That this description of the cave is not a Homeric fiction, <coughs> but is consecrated to the gods before Homer's time, by so much the more he evinces that this sacred cave is filled with ancient wisdom, on which the account it is highly worthy our investigation, and necessary that a symbolical consecration and obscure mystery should be rendered evident by the light of philosophical inquiry. So rather than sailing the ship there, we can just do philosophical inquiry. Hmm. Hmm. Antiquity then, with great propriety, consecrated caves and dens to the world, whether taken collectively as the universe or separately according to its parts. Do you want to read, and I can get dressed, or? No. Hence they consider earth as the symbol of that matter from which the world is composed, so that, according to the opinion of some, matter and earth are the same by the symbol of the cave, signifying the formation of the world from matter. For indeed caves are most commonly spontaneous productions, congenial with the earth itself, and comprehended by One uniform stone whose interior part is concave and whose exterior parts are extended over an immense space of earth, but the world being self-born, in other words, produced by no external cause, but from a principle within, and in perfect symphony, symphony with itself as allied to matter, which they call, according to a secret signification, a stone and a rock. For like these hard bodies, it is sluggish and inert, and receives the impression of ornamenting form, and at the same time they consider it as infinite on account of its formless nature. But since it is continually flowing, and of itself destitute of the supervening investments of species by which it is formed, and becomes visible the flowing waters darkness and as the poet says obscurity of the cavern exhibit apt symbols of what the world contains on account of that matter with which it is connected (sighs) hence through the dark union of matter the world is obscure and dark but from the presence and supervening ornaments of form from which it derives its name it is beautiful and pleasant the world, therefore, may with great propriety be called a cave. How oh, is it's the world. Our world is a cave. We're in a cave. Mm-hmm. Now we know where this cave is. It's our world. Agreeable, indeed, as its first entrance on account of its participation of form, but involved in the deepest obscurity to the intellectual eye, which endeavors to discern its dark foundation so that its exterior and superficial parts are pleasant but its interior and profound parts obscure and its very bottom is darkness itself do you think we have both darkness and pleasantness and something obscure in the middle After the same manner, the Persians, mystically signifying the descent of the soul into inferior nature and its ascent into the intelligible world, initiate the priest or mystic in a place which they denominate a cave. He's saying the Persians do this, that for initiation you go to a cave. We could hold, we could get initiated there. Pork. Well, you'd have to be on the world to get initiated. you have to come to the world to get initiated. For according to Ubulus, Zoaster, first of all, among the neighboring mountains of Persia, consecrated a natural cave, for it and watered with fountains, in honor of Mithras, the father of all things, a cave, in the opinion of Zoaster, bearing a resemblance to the world fabricated by Mithras, but the things contained in the cavern being disposed by certain intervals according to symmetry and order were symbols of the elements and climates of the world. We find, too, that after zoaster, it was usual with others to perform initiatory rites in caves and dens, whether natural or artificial. talking about initiation. Hmm. Initiation. For as they consecrated a ta- temples, groves, and altars to the celestial gods, but to the terrestrial gods and to heroes, altars alone, and to the subterranean divinities, vaults, and cells, so that the world they dedicated. So that to the world they dedicated caves and dens, and likewise to nymphs, on account of the water's trickling. Hmm. Do you think water trickles into your head? Does the sound current.
1: Don, don't thoughts go. Don't thought to...
0: Do you think that. Uh, do you think spirituality is just like trickle down, sort of like? It trickles trickles down into you. The nectar does, though. Nectar trickles into you. Mm. Uh, let me check. It's trickling into our room. Huh? It's nobody you know. It's no name. <laughs> on account of waters trickling and dispersed through caverns in which the nymphs, called Neiades, ne- as we shall shortly observe, preside. Neiades. I still don't know what they are, but I've heard of nymphs. Nymphs like
1: goddesses of the rivers, of the lakes, of the the daughters
0: of God. We're going to have to learn Greek mythology and Homer. It's like... You can't Daughters. be an all-not-knowing person and, and do this the, stuff. You
1: have the gods, mm. you have the men with non-gods, and then you have the do- children. Daughters are nymphs, some of them.
0: Mm. Mm. What time is it? It's almost ten. Mm. As we shall shortly observe, preside, but the ancients not only considered a cave as the symbol of this generated and sensible world, but as a respect representative of every invisible power, because as a (coughs) cave is obscure and dark, so the essence of these powers is unknown, hence Saturn fabricated a cave in the ocean itself, and concealed his children in its dark retreats. Thus, Ceres educated Prosepani with her nymphs in the cave. Uh-huh. He educated them in the cave. And many other particulars of this kind may be found by Can anyone. you that
1: sentence
0: again? It says, hence Saturn fabricated a cave in the ocean itself and concealed his children in its dark retreats. Before, Thus, before Ceres... That. What? Before that. Before that. A sentence again? But the ancients not only considered a cave as the symbol of this generated and sensible world, but as the representative of every invisible power. Because as a cave is obscure and dark, <clears throat> so the essence of these powers is unknown. Hence Saturn fabricated a cave in the ocean himself, and the consecrators concealed his children in his dark retreat. A so series educated proserpine with her nymphs in the cave, and many other particulars
1: that, uh, read, uh, of this kind read read.
0: may be found by anyone who presides or uses the writings of theologist. Yeah. But,
1: <sighs>
0: but that cave is so. every hidden every invisible power. Am I going to know what a cave and a nymph is by the end of this reading?
1: Uh Very correct, actually. It's amazing, the mind, you know, how you can think of that. uh. Mm -hmm.
0: Because
1: every time you face something extremely powerful... What? You feel like you are surrounded in a cave. Yeah? And there is no way out.
0: We're (laughs) in a cave now, we're under a lockdown, so you can't get out.
1: Mm -hmm. That's why (coughs) the corona is very powerful.
0: By, by Coronas Cro- Coronius not Cron there's Coronius and then there's Corona an invisible and power and I
1: think power it's coronia. symbolic
0: hmm. Remember how we were looking for uh what were we looking for Oh yeah in Greek mythology we were looking for a cure by reading about as Salapius, uh, remember how that snake came and uh, killed... Told
1: him secrets in his ear.
0: Well, what happened is he accidentally killed the snake and another snake came and... Uh, and
1: Put a herb, herb on his ear. With herb. an herb and,
0: and mm-hmm. revived the dead snake. Mm-hmm. So that's why <coughs> you got a bunch of working herbs. So if we could find the herb that... Heal, that that's nice. heals the dead. Huh?
1: <laughs> we're fine. We'll just uh, do the corona. We have corona. to go
0: into the cave though to get that. So, yeah. And we're trying to find the cave and trying to find the nymphs. I like nymphs myself, but.
1: So where nymphs. did you stop? You're gonna stop for today.
0: Stop. You want me to stop? I could stop.
1: How much more is that on the the cave? You want to stop here? Yeah, it's quite complicated, I think. it's Better Better
0: better. stop. I'm going to stop because I'm going to go out. (laughs) I'm going to go out because I've been in the cave long enough.